0: December 15th, 1996. Jerry Maguire came out, leading to Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Oscar win and finally allowing him to focus on passion projects like Snow Dogs and Boat Trip. Bush's Razorblade Suitcase was the top album for the second week before losing out to No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom for the next eight weeks because we only really care about Gwen. In Belgrade, 200,000 Serbians protested Slobodan Milosevic. They can't all be winners. And in West Palm Beach, Florida, 5,000 fans watch Bret Hart take on Psycho Sid at In Your House, It's Time. You're going down. This is Hell in a Cell Phone. December, that's that's your birthday month, isn't it, Eric? Yeah,
1: uh, yes, it is. Uh, I think I was uh, 17. You don't, you don't have to.
0: No, it's all right. Everyone can know. <laughs> okay. I want them to I, know. I, I, I honestly, I felt a little bad last time as we were classifying you as the old guy, considering that we're basically the same age.
2: Yes. Not uh, me. Just let the record show I I am younger than both of them.
1: Yes. You are you're always going to be our young gay. Yes. Thank you. Uh yeah, I was I was uh, 17 at the time. I I guess the big thing that happened was I probably got my license.
0: Oh, hey. Wow. But good I, don't, shoot. I don't
1: remember any It's not like they they like left a car. My parents didn't leave a car with a bow on top. <laughs> did
0: me. you did you usually get good birthday presents?
1: No, not really. So you have to understand that, first of all, having uh, a December birthday means that you get a lot of combination presents. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, like, my parents did, you know, fine. But, like, a lot of it was like, oh, we'll get you something for Hanukkah and your birthday. And, you know, I had to, like, really work hard to think about something that was going to be big enough to to be worth two presents. Yeah. Um, and then from a lot of people, I just got puzzles. until way later in life (laughs) uh my but the biggest puzzle was how to love (laughs) (laughs) human feelings (laughs) um i my parents friends uh they used to like when i was a kid i used to really like jigsaw puzzles like and actually even as an adult i kind of like them now like if i you put one in front of me i will sit and keep working it until it's done but how do you feel about trains now I'm fine with okay. that. I, I like model trains. Yeah. I think I could get into it though. <laughs> um but yeah, no. So I was really into puzzles when I was a kid when I was a child, but somehow that translated uh well into high school. You
2: became the puzzle kid.
1: Well, yeah, like the like the kid where like, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, the Silvers, their child is it's his birthday. Let's he loves puzzles. Let's get him <laughs> another puzzle." I just said like boxes and boxes of unopened puzzles in my room that I was like never gonna fucking touch these I mean I did do a 3d puzzle at one point when I lost a bunch of friends that was cool we Not- I think
0: we covered that on yeah on the yeah before. so I did do a 3d puzzle <laughs> but like the other puzzles I stopped
1: uh yeah so eh, it was
0: it was a mediocre time for, for birthday presents we also have Bobby Hankinson. Bobby, what was Christmas like in the Hankinson household?
2: Oh, my God. It was always a nightmare. Um, ever since I was young, my mom liked Christmas way more than we did. And so when we were very little, she used to wake us up. at She used to wake us up, not the other way around. <laughs> so she would wait till we went to bed on Christmas Eve. And so after midnight, 1, 2 in the morning, she would like set up all the gifts and everything. And then she would get impatient. And then she would wake us up at about 4 a.m. so we could start opening them and having Christmas. (laughs) And so she would have like her shitty 90s camcorder and there'd be one shot time stamped like 2.30 a.m. and it would be like, santa came and it's like a zoom in of all these presents in the dark and then it would cut and then it would come back up and the time stamp would be like four ten, and there's like me and my sister like bleary eyed (laughs) like not excited like half asleep very confused um so that carried on pretty much until my teenage years so at this point i was still just a babe um and so that was definitely still happening so I imagine it was some company. I bet I actually probably woke up to open a shit ton of wrestling related merch, nice. like uh, particularly action figures. I don't really think I was doing the wrestling video games at this point because I had skipped a generation of console, so I hadn't quite got my PlayStation yet. Same. Um, but I, I did. Went- I didn't do. I didn't do Super Nintendo, Genesis. Like I skipped that generation. Oh, see, I did Super
0: Nintendo, and then Xbox was the next one. I did
1: Genesis. I didn't do uh, what was the next one? It'd be. PlayStation and... or Dreamcast, right? Or the,
2: the oh, that man. doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, Dreamcast isn't a thing. <laughs> <didn't do> what, <laughs> uh, oh, according a... to
1: WWF, it, it, I had a <laughs> Sega Saturn. I had a. <laughs> um. Wait. So, did your mom like? Get no sleep on. Yeah, yeah, she's a crazy Christmas person. Oh, so this is like to, a mother's little helper. Situation. Yeah, yeah,
2: she no, she just was like nuts for Christmas. Then she would do that, and then she would go to I sleep think on call Christmas that a, a Day. Manic episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. right. That that's accurate.
1: By the way, we have not introduced this
0: show yet, but
2: We're, this is not therapy. This is not my weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I you talk about my mother to strangers. Time no. <laughs>
0: well, I know, I was I was trying to come up with like a touchstone memory for myself for for this time of the year. The only thing, literally, the only thing I could remember was Christmas week. My. Sister, my aunt, my uncle, and I took in a triple feature. Whoa! Where we went to see Mars Attacks, Beavis and Butthead to America, and Jerry Maguire. All wow, three of them. that took a turn. Those are all.
1: <laughs> well, those are all three movies that I saw.
0: Yeah, same. Um,
1: I don't know if I could watch all three at the same time. The first two well, well, at like... the same time. No, I mean... We you know watched them I mean, back to back. back to, I, sorry, yeah. I don't think I could watch them all on the same day, is what I did. Mean. You
0: don't live four-dimensionally? Or...
2: It did seem like those were like fitting a really cool theme, and I was like, wow, man, Aaron, no wonder why you're so cool. You were like, yep, yep, and then made a real left turn in the rom-com situation. I, <laughs> I love Jerry Maguire. I also love Jerry Maguire. I also love Jerry Maguire, but it seems like thematically a weird way to end the day. I, Jerry Maguire made me cry. I'm such an fucking idiot. <laughs>
0: Cause I, I was, was older it, than was you it guys. The, I should have known better. Was it when the song came on? Uh, it in the eyes.
1: Probably. That's when everyone's supposed to cry.
0: <laughs> that's why they. That's why they did that DJ edit. <laughs> <laughs> the DJ. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 When uh, they they would put the the they would play the Secret Garden song. And yeah. then this was a thing. This is a thing on the radio. For yeah, like, they did with Titanic too. Oh, what did they do it with Titanic? They yeah, did, absolutely. Were they, did. Where they was, put in the clips
2: from the movie over yes. it? Right. So I remember it, taping that off the radio.
1: <laughs> yeah, like there was there was a, like a DJ remix. You can look it up on YouTube because I was like, did I have a fever dream for like <laughs> two months where I thought that this occurred, <laughs> uh, or was this like a local thing? But there was there was some ra- DJ who did a radio edit that was like uh, dialogue from the movie. And like It's like What was it You had me at hello And I it was... like ends at the end Yeah I didn't cry at that part I mean like in the On the radio I didn't sit and cry in my car But in the movie I did How were they able to do that? I, I don't know I think this was back in like The Wild West days But uh could you... Oh like like when Paul's Boutique Like couldn't be made today? Right exactly Like all sampling And and, and no rights uh, Could you imagine though If they had done that For Philadelphia? Oh mm-hmm like i don't know like what what would it have been like um oh fuck
0: yeah those classic lines from philadelphia yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh god
1: let's think of a line uh like something nope, let's not what are denzel's things
0: welcome to Hell a cell phone uh another episode of Hell a cell phone the podcast where we attempt to make sense of the attitude era of wwe 20 years later i gotta say guys we're getting some good buzz my mom called me on my way over here to record. <laughs> she said, listen, she said it's great. She says we have fantastic chemistry. Aww. And she said next time she comes to New York, she wants to take Bobby out to lunch. What? But what?
2: To talk about wrestling history? Well,
0: I think she just <laughs> she like she finds your personality intriguing. Wow. Um there's three <laughs> posts. <laughs> Eric, you already stayed at my 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 mother. As a host, is His mother, amazing. Yeah, your mother is. Your mother is. Well, I would never
2: extremely
1: extremely nice, and actually has done way more than me. It does not have to take me to lunch, but it's a little weird.
0: But if I'll I'll talk to her. I don't need I'm to. Sure. I don't want to angle her. I'm sure. I'll ask my mom fine. if you can come too, Eric. <laughs>
2: How much stovetop did you make? Yeah, I would love to go to lunch with your mom. You don't even have to
0: come.
1: Um, wait, was your was it your mom who left the, the, re- the review that said we had great chemistry and can't wait to see what happens next week?
0: Uh, no, I think that was my girlfriend.
1: No,
2: I, it was somebody. The username was I love Aaron since he was a baby. So I don't know if that <laughs>
0: narrows it down. There are so many people. That they... I'm very well-loved, audience, if you haven't been able to figure that out yet. Um, but we are in West... So
1: well-supported.
0: We're in West Palm Beach, Florida in 1996 in literally an auditorium. Yeah. Like the smallest venue that they could possibly find for this. Did you guys notice at the very beginning that it
1: sounded like the mating call for like an, an, an alien bug race? There was like a... Like a... I the very i didn't but i believe it yeah Um, well don't worry i'll put it in yeah
0: and now milton bradley karate fighters presents wwf in your house it's time
2: Yeah, this was a very tiny, very weird venue. Actually, I feel like everything about this felt like the weirdest, worst episode of television of wrestling in a way that I was like, I, nothing was satisfying.
0: Disagree. What? Wait. Disagree. You, I had a lot of fun you like watching this? this one. And and I, I, you know what? I credit this to Bobby after last time when I was watching Survivor Series and I was watching it from like a 2019 perspective and just like shitting on everything that was going on. And I was like, oh no, I'm just going to watch this. I'm going to see what's going on. And I, I would say three of these matches were a lot of fun for me to watch.
1: Okay, okay. I, I will say there were some good matches. There were there was a a, a general feeling to the to the entire pay per view though. I will say that it felt like a shit show. It was yeah. just like watching a toddler try to eat lasagna with his hands. Just like bleh, everything's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. There, there was there were yeah. actually some amazing things from a, like a comedic perspective. We'll talk about uh, especially during the the Undertaker Armageddon rules match, which is. <laughs> Wow,
2: there were so many screwy finishes. There was so much interference. A there was screwy so, finish, a screwy, screwy, screwy finish. finish. Yeah. Like not clean finishes. That's a lot of not clean finishes. so everything feels like it's being perpetuated and nothing goes anywhere and the needle doesn't move and nothing has changed and no so the whole thing title felt, changes yeah, but, zero title changes but it felt like even in the feuds nothing was resolved nothing even really changed it, it, it was weird and just to set are the context are you con-
0: saying nothing changed in the dynamic between Leaf Cassidy and Flash Funk <laughs> oh boy we will which was a great match that actually, I actually right? wasn't I was to very I was going to say that so first match of the night Leaf Cassidy Soon to be Al Snow mm-hmm. comes out. Uh, Had just
2: but Marjorie is now gone. So he was the, we, the last part we watched. They were the new Rockers of Marjorie and yeah. Leif Cassidy. Um, now Marjorie is gone from the company. Leave Cassidy remains. Uh, he's being courted outside of this. He's being courted by ECW. Uh, so Paul Heyman, Paulie Dangerously, has his eyes on him. Uh, he has a good reputation as a good worker, which I think we saw in this. I yeah. really yeah he I, was good. Flash Funk. As ridiculous as Flash Funk is. He's a great wrestler, um, coming from ECW. And I had a lot of fun watching this match. Just as like uh just a like good ring psychology, good storytelling. Like I really enjoyed the performance here. I think I gave it like a B B minus in general. Yeah. It was a it was a pretty fun match. Clear face heel rolls, which I think like is problems later in the show, but I think this was clear there's a clear face and a clear heel. Like it yes. was just like good. Old-fashioned pro wrestling.
1: By the way, he did have braids, so I was right. He did have some of the, those like oh. the little beaded braids in his hair. He was going for everything. To be <laughs> fair, though, he had a lot in his in his head. Well, I mean, compared
2: was... to Flash Funk, who came out dressed like a like a pimp from Mars, I don't really know what we were doing. Plus, when he takes the hat off, I I don't know. I hate oh, yeah, the kind of a person's appearance. His
0: hairline is atrocious. He, he
2: looks like a like a Mr. Potato Head. Hat on, hat. On. Everything about it is wrong, and I just. There's something where I can't tell if I love or hate to watch Vince McMahon be, like, performatively <laughs> cool in a way. Like, I can't tell if I hate it because it truly causes me physical repulsion to watch, but I also cannot look away. You're so talking he's about like about Vince oh, dancing? Oh, that's I, right. And I'm like, what are you doing, sir?
1: I wrote down Vince dancing is a cursed image. It <laughs> is <laughs> terrible. It is we will so- never... Get it's, away with that. it's
2: not even just bad dancing it's like do you have bones what are we talking <laughs> It's like he's held <laughs> Remembering in elementary school You would make skeletons That were held together By those yes. brass fasteners oh, those, yes. So they would just kind of like f- yeah. Like pivot like that That's what watching him dance Reminds me of And it's so unsettling
1: to watch And like his face Like it, it's like he's trying it For the first time He's like oh oh Hey look at this Hey look 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 at how this thing
2: moves But also this was 20 years ago When he still seemed so old Like he was Oh ha ha Like, like you're watching Like the old uh, Six Flags dancing old man
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure the first thing he says on the entire thing is he goes oh boy to uh to the king uh yeah yeah i think so but even um even flash funk and the funkettes they looked like they were in their head being like and then i move my foot like this and then my arm it goes like this i think they were like we hate doing this (laughs) i can definitely
2: feel like that could never fly now and that's the thing is like this is a gimmick that will that that will be repeated over and over and over again into the like ruthless aggression era, like b- through the attitude era. Multiple wrestlers will have some kind of like funky kind of like dance based m- like uh jive turkey kind of well, thing does it that is R- like our truth? it involves it our truth, basically. But no, but I'm saying it doesn't even evolve. It's just the same '70s kind of disco funk, soul, playing idea of like almost comedically out of touch we think this should be like they repeat that repeatedly so you will see other wrestlers take this gimmick cool and it is yeah exactly
0: (laughs) but as far as the two of them um i i like watching these two guys experiment and Mm -hmm. like figuring out like new things that you are able to do in the ring and that's the biggest takeaway that i took from yeah survivor series is that like this is a time where people are figuring out what like the limits of the body can do yeah. and if it wasn't for guys like this then we wouldn't have ricochet performing to perfection oh, today i just got chills at like the mention of his name
2: <laughs> um, a because he's so talented and b because he's so fucking hot but okay um agreed i think that I, there are some really great sequences in this that, that like whole reversal sequence they did that the whole like pin reversal sequence was really mm-hmm. nice It was, see, it was kind
1: of cool, but also it didn't seem to, like, deliver that they, maybe the way that they wanted it to deliver. Yeah, it
2: could have been, it definitely could have been It looked a little fast. It looked a little
1: fast so that it didn't seem like any of the pins were real. And there was
2: also parts of it where you can tell they were working together, not against each other. And sometimes it's like, you could just, like, like the curtain is drawn too much. You can kind of see them, like, holding on to each other in a way that's doing it. But I still thought it was exciting and it was different enough from some of the other stuff we we've been used to seeing, the previous six pay per views we watched.
1: Um, I really so there were a couple sequences I really liked. I had uh, there was the belly to belly over the top. Yep, got that which on my was list. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Then that was followed by the spring salt uh, springboard somersault plancha.
2: Hey, look at you learning moves.
1: Uh, which is really cool. Uh, but speaking of learning moves. There was a move that uh, that Flashpunk does that I did not understand. I have it queued up so we can look at it. Okay. But what I described it as is, it looked like it was an arm lock submission, that gets into a reversal flippy.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Now, let's, well, let's watch.
2: I do know what that's called. It's gonna take me a minute though, because that's a, that is a move that's available in the in the games, and so I know. Um. That is that a springboard? Oh my god, it's gonna drive me crazy now. Slingshot—it's slingshot. It wouldn't uh, a neck toss, I want to say maybe, or a head toss. Sure. Yeah, sure. I think it would be that. I might have to confirm, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it'd be a, a slingshot uh, neck toss or head toss. You'll find me to be very
1: that's credulous what be. of whatever you name these
2: things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would. That's I believe that thing. Cause I think a slingshot stunner is kind of a similar thing, but they would land in a stunner, obviously. What was the name of that
0: thing after the uh, belly-to-bellier? The springboard somersault plancha. Huh. Looks like a swanton to me. It, it It's
1: sort of a swanton, a mo- but I think it's not off the top rope. So I think when you go over the top ropes and land outside... On top of somebody That's the plancha Correct Hey Good job This is just literally The way I pick up languages Yeah <laughs> uh, I assume the springboard Is the Using the rope Correct yeah. And then the somersault Is when you When you basically Go head over head, heels Yeah
2: <laughs> It's when you do a somersault Yeah Hey Well done This Swan- is episode well seven Motherfuckers We're learning Swanton's a modified senton Is really what it is uh, And it's more about The performance It's and more a, about the way they... A
1: swanton almost seems A little bit like a like, sort of related to a shooting star press.
2: Opposite direction. Your body's uh, in the opposite direction. Maybe like, star a press is like a salt. Nope. Opposite. Nope. Fuck.
1: I know what... I, okay, whatever. Eric, quit off? while you're
2: ahead. Swanton, you're, you're facing the ring. You're facing your opponent, and you're going like a somersault forwards. Shooting star press, you're facing your opponent. You're going a somersault backwards. Uh. okay. Moonsault, you're facing away from your opponent. You're doing a backflip.
1: Okay, so, yeah, right. So, shooting star press and moonsault are similar
2: in that there's a backflip. Kind of. I mean like in the most basic way that like yeah. But you're facing opposite directions then it, it it's very different. Oh I, I know, work with me on this. Okay. Um <laughs> if I'm not hardy you'll never learn. True. <laughs> There's a point
1: where where Lawler says he can do his aerial tactics and they're like Wait
2: a minute, now, King. What? I you're not actually known for your aerial tactics. Well, I can be. Yeah, you're right.
1: And I want it to be known that I can do aerial <laughs> tactics. If I want to.
2: I feel like we had this exact conversation while watching
0: the Le- Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I could do that. Well, yeah. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon and we'll, we'll film Eric trying to do Guys, all of these. I could definitely... I can definitely hook my legs onto the bottom
1: rope and hang a little bit. Did you guys see the botch spotted at uh, like nine minutes thirty seconds? It was like pretty right around, bad. Yeah, right yeah. around nine minutes thirty seconds. Well, yeah, right around. <laughs> I, you know, I have a little, t- I have some time codes, but it was basically where Flashpunk like just kind of slipped off of the the second yeah. rope. Yeah,
0: there was definitely. I mean, it was sloppy, but but again, just the way the things that they were doing here, I, I applaud. The back-to-back moon salts at the end were great. I I really enjoyed this match.
2: Yeah, and I like I love a 450 splash. And again, like we're so spoiled by seeing those things so regularly now that we have to appreciate like what a rarity it was to see them in in these days. Was the 450 splash at the end? Yeah, that was his okay. like it's it's when you do it's two full somersaults, I believe. Or yeah, one and for a some half, reason, reason I thought they degrees. called it.
1: Uh, so the king referred to it as a double gainer, but I think that's just diving term. Yeah, and then I think. JR called it a shooting star press, but maybe I'm wrong.
2: Maybe, but it was it was a 450. Is what that was his finisher at the, at the time? But they, it had like a dumb name or whatever. I think it was called like a fucking fresh or something like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your joke, but I think that's actually what it was called. Yeah,
2: I, I, it, it, I don't know if it was literally that, but it was something equally as stupid. Push a man. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys? Did you guys see? Did you guys like Leafs
1: power bombs? Because I, I got to say, after seeing Psycho Sids and Vaders. I think that
2: Leaf's power bombs
1: had they left a little something to be desired.
2: I'm trying to think of who I can look back and say like, "Wow, that is a cool power bomb." Because I don't think it's Psycho Sid or Vader or Leaf Cassidy. Well, yeah, like, even like, the, when I think of today, like Kevin Owens' power bomb today, is, yeah, is great. That's a great one.
1: Because like Leaf Cassidy's, um, what I what I noticed was the difference between Vader and Psycho Sid and Leaf is that with Leaf, the legs were under the arms. So the crotch you still get crotch to the face, which is the important part. But yeah, but you—but you're kind of you get the the legs under the arms as opposed to legs over the shoulders, which to me seems like it, it requires more strength to get get them get
0: that that high that that clean jerk. But with all of them back then, I don't feel like any of them are like, oh, are you okay? Before like fumbling them down to the mat, it's just like, nope, you're going down now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And considering this was like a kind of a, a very very undercard match, I thought it was like a good way to start start the show with these guys who were lower card guys and put on a they had a chance get a chance to, to show what they've got and they took it. And I yeah. appreciated that.
1: I honestly you know I was like, okay, this is a good opening to a pay-per-view. I mean, we've had a lot of bad openings to yeah. these pay-per-views. So this this made me think we were mm-hmm. gonna have a fortuitous this and the one hour forty eight minute running time made me think <laughs> this is gonna be a great pay-per-view.
0: Uh but then <laughs> as though the universe heard you Oh Even the WWE network refers to them as fake Razor and Diesel on the like the actual match card there. So wait, f- where? oh, like they said it on the like in, the, on the network itself. On uh, so when you're at least when you're using the PlayStation 4, you can uh, zoom ahead to the little dots down at the bottom, and it actually says Fake Razor and Fake Diesel versus wow. uh, British Bulldog and Owen Hart.
2: Wow! Now, not to relinquish my my historian title here, but uh, you you watched the Raws like, that in between, right? I didn't. You didn't for this one, no. okay? Because like I was, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like there was so why much, are they wrestling? Like, like, why are they wrestling? First, but also
0: then Stone Cold is mad at everybody. Yeah, right Yeah, like, what is happening? He, he's
2: literally feuding
1: with everyone. He's he's done two run ins. Like I don't. He didn't have any matches. He came. He's just like. But then yeah, also those,
2: those two um, luchador wrestlers show up, right? Cibernético and that. Perot. This is uh, WWE. The time is just about to embark on a partnership with AAA, the the, the big Mexican wrestling organization. Yeah. Um, and Those they're going to appear in the Royal Rumble and they'll be doing some appearances after that. What as are their well. names? Piero, uh, which is like P. I want to say P. Like I. E. R. R. O. T. Or P. I. R. R. T. Like but
1: I don't Piero. And mm. Cibernético, yeah.
2: And Cibernético.
1: I had it. Yeah, it sounded like it was like Cybernetico. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, like he's part machine. Part yeah, Luchador. yeah, yeah. I be, Yeah, that's okay.
2: Cool. Yeah. So they showed up. They're established stars already in the in triple So there, this would be like the equivalent of um, Kenny Omega showing up but gotcha. not Kenny Omega like maybe not that big but someone from a different promotion maybe showing, up. showing yeah. up yeah like yeah someone sure. from another yeah, promotion yeah. Okay. showing up and doing it so that's what that was but they're showing up Austin's showing up it's fake D's I was like what the fuck is happening it is lunacy it was
1: it was like a showcase it was like a wrestling showcase
2: I guess yeah, it just was a. Uh, I want to
1: do by the way an Owen
2: Hart check in still alive yes at this point at this point still alive yeah Oh, I was like, oh. Aaron's like, is he? Like, no, I, he was. Oh yeah. God, was it a ghost? Because
1: that would make this pay per view awesome.
0: Um, and it's just and it's just madness at this at the start of this right here. And a British Bulldog was uh, gesturing wildly at the crowd, and I don't really know what at. And the the two guys show up, and they, I don't understand their stance on like the there's invasion of these guys, and we're we're not gonna but we're not gonna show them.
2: Of the. You mean the luchadors? Yeah,
0: like they they show them for a split second there. Because they're not even invading,
2: they're actually like saying, they're like, oh, they're officially in. That's the thing, it's like, it's never explained what they're doing there like are they here to scout like are it, they here to like
0: size up the competition yeah, put us in a like contextual yeah. like you like, know in, in in a raw where where somebody will make their way out of the, the audience and, yeah. and go into the ring and they're not supposed to be there and so they cut away right away because they don't want to to prop these guys up and make everybody be like oh this guy got this tv time from doing this so i'm going to do it too but this was a planned thing, so <laughs> why did they have cameras on yeah, it? Yeah, they didn't. But they also didn't. know that They weren't supposed to be there. I thought they were supposed to be there. That's yeah.
2: the thing. It's like I wish they would give me this one line of like they must be scoping out their competition for the Royal Rumble. But instead, they're just like here they are. They it did like, say something, they something are about how they, here they would yeah, be there. They, 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 they said Royal they will be there at the yeah. Royal Rumble. But yeah, yeah their position staying there at that point during this match made no well, sense. Like, are you here to
1: intimidate? Like something. Yeah. Um, did you guys also notice that in the beginning, how big? Like, okay, I hate Fake Razor and I hate Fake Diesel, uh, even though I don't know the originals. Sure. But uh, I hate the concept of them, Great. but they are gigantic. Well compared... it's Kane. Fake Diesel I know, is Kane. But like and that's that's another thing I want to get to, but like just the idea that like both of them are gigantic and Owen Hart and British Bulldog are so tiny next to them.
2: I mean, British Bulldog is a big Owen Hart's a little guy. Like, I don't know if he's like little actual little but he's wrestler little bridge bulldog is not a little guy he, even by wrestler standards
1: but like i mean i no muscle wise yes he's not little but i mean in height i think his height was like at least even from the camera angle it looked even like razor? they were both shorter razor 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 is a little bit shorter but like yeah kane i did not realize yeah, that big. kane is like a big boy yeah. he's like a he he as much as i hate his character in this like he he looks physically intimidating and it's kind of a shame that for a while they were using him, that, him in this way because, like, he he looks like exactly the kind of thing that fuck that Vince would love. Like, yeah,
2: I was impressed having seen Kane, so used to like recent Kane, um, mayor of uh, <laughs> Knox, Knox County, County Tennessee, Tennessee. <laughs> um, but seeing him like in his prime, being like, "Damn, Kane looks good." Not even like Kane, not even like a snack, but like this looks like like could really fucking go. He was. He had. He had all the muscles, and he was
1: like six foot eight or something crazy. He yeah. looks gigantic. I'd love to see Kane against Psycho Sid. I mean, not that I love Psycho Sid wrestling, but like just to see the the big guys against each other would be
0: really fun. Yeah, big yeah. boss fight, always fun. Um, I felt a little bit psychic as I was uh, taking notes for some of these things because as I was writing in my notes finding it so hard to care about any of this um i think it was JR said a lot of the fans here don't care uh don't care who wins in terms of favorites like literally said the fans here don't care about this because they had no like the, Nothing. the story is is garbage and it was it was also two
2: teams of heels two heels yeah and so the whole thing is like it really was a bummer
1: um at one point, Vince says, "What a monster this Diesel is," and I was like, "That's a very true statement." Because <laughs> when he says this Diesel, he, he means <laughs> not the real Diesel. Yeah. This one is a monster. Oh
2: man, I forget how long J- heel Jr. is with us as a heel. Oh man, but it is in, it is tough to get through. It is like so like unrelenting and like grating. Just his constant complaining. And during this, he was like particularly vocal because he brought them. Here and it was just like oh, I wanted to mute it. I was like, I, I <laughs> he's great. Jr. is great, but this care. This is terrible. This was bad. So
1: uh one thing going back to that that point where you know they're they're talking about how the crowd's not favoring it. Uh, we're on crowd chanting watch. What was the crowd chanting? It was a diesel sucks. I heard Ooh, diesel hard. I
0: don't know. Ooh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't make it out either. You're, do You uh, want to go to the tape? You can. Let's go to tape. Come on, Diesel just let him out. Look out! Yeah. Nobody home. I'm personally offended by these fans. Uh, Diesel sucks. I think, yeah, I think it was just
1: Diesel sucks. Here's the thing. I think it's a little bit like um, what was the thing that was like the blue dress, gold dress, but it was with the sound. Yanni Laurel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yanni Laurel. It's the Yanni Laurel for our, for our podcast.
2: Except we're all this thing that says Diesel sucks. <laughs> so it's just the Yanni. But
1: like I heard, we we didn't really hear sucks. We just started kind of like doing the math on it. Because it was like Diesel hard, Diesel hard, is what I think. Maybe they were
0: chancing, chanting Diesel arm. <laughs> Diesel arm, Diesel uh, <laughs> arm. Diesel <laughs> arm. Um uh, I also I, I thought it was a cool ending yeah, by the way. Yeah. I also have that down. I, it was a cool ending. Cool was pin. that an, uh an Inzaguri? Yeah. Into a, into the roll up there? Yeah, that was an like and that, that was like Owen Hart's
2: finisher basically was the Insiguri, which is insane. It was a
1: good pin. I like I really like when when the Bulldog kind of like does that like the bridge pin type of thing. it
2: was o, fun. Owen Hart and Bulldog are great wrestlers. And like Owen Hart particularly was a great wrestler.
0: Yeah. Uh RIP So then the match ended and I looked at the bar down at the bottom of the screen and, and there was a very big gap between the red dot which signified the end of the latch, last match and the white dot that started the next one and I just I I wasn't ready for what was coming next <laughs> what could possibly have filled that space because for, well first we go to i think all of our favorite things mm-hmm. watching this we go to the aol channel. oh let's check in on aol what's happening right now where pg-13 uh the the rest of the nation and and Farooq are in the background with three men in bow ties mm-hmm. furiously typing away with pg-13 occasionally chiming in it was with some some hot rhymes or something that you want to throw out there.
1: I think they were asking everybody in the chat room what their age, sex, and location was.
2: <laughs> Are they in a chat room? How I just remember as a child not understanding how the internet worked at all. Well, and neither do they. First of all, the cool AOL was, was not the internet. Let's be cl- very clear about that. <laughs> we had all these CDs piling up in my house. I mean, I used AOL
1: a lot at that time.
2: Ne- I've never won.
1: So AOL, like... It had it had a browser, but like the browser was useless because like there was nothing on the internet. (laughs) So literally, literally, they had their own content that they created. They're like, here is a place where all the fucking perverts of the
0: world and and
1: everybody who likes
0: (laughs) and PG thirteen early internet. I used to spend a lot of time on the internet movie database, just looking up movies and be like, oh, looks like this person was in there. Click on Bonnie Hunt and then. Yep, we that were... checks
2: out. Jumanji, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> was like,
0: he out. was like
1: the Wikipedia guy who who, who uh, edits all the articles. Like, yeah. uh, excuse me, sirs, I I think you had this one wrong. This I was, was just
0: and I was just waiting for Netflix to be like, oh, I wish I could watch these movies, but nope, I'm just gonna <laughs> just do gonna a ref- little bit more research. Gonna refresh my memory of who acted and worked on them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what IMDb looked
1: like at that time. I don't even think Can't I didn't watch even the realize films, it existed, but I can read the credits. (laughs) like literally i would the only online i knew was like you go online you like go into one of the chat rooms that you you know like that you would frequent or whatever and you just kind of like make dumb jokes and like talk to people and i don't know it was it was weird it was a weird time
0: uh yeah i went I, i spent a lot of time in a chat room called guess the movie by description where people would just describe movies and then other people in the room would try to guess what the movie is. Yeah, that that, that sure. that's exactly how I expected that to go.
2: <laughs> I will not talk about my uh, chat room experiences. Yeah, I used to go to some chat rooms, but I feel like I trying to think of anything else I used to do on the internet. But that was really it. Um, we would Yahoo some things
1: now and then. I was on a um, it it was, it was a chat room I think at one point, but it was also like um, like sort of like a message board. I was in a like a writing club society whatever it was called like the quill society and it was people from like around the world and we would like and we like were are all writers and we would I, I don't even know if we ever got to the point where we shared stories but we were very big into setting up the society part and uh you was only
0: you only set up the rules but you didn't get to the actual yeah
1: literally i think there's a there's a lot of time spent like how do we get bigger <laughs> what would, about the what about Roberts' what is rules? The, what
0: is going to be our official font? Uh,
2: I uh, maybe not at this point, but s- a re- not s- too far after this point in my life was part of this like online wrestling RPG kind of thing, where basically you would have a character, you would be in storylines, and you would write your promos, and then based on how you did your, on your promos, the like I guess the equivalent of the dungeon master, like the Gorilla Monsoon of it all. Would then write what happened in them, would then write the match and be like, here's what happened in the match. And the winner would be whoever he thought had the best promos and was doing the best. That sounds great. Of. It was actually very cool, and I wish I could find it again.
1: I like, what? or wish... like maybe I feel, first of all, you guys sound like you had more fun than I like. I don't know what I was doing, but <laughs> you guys, like. Between, I, I would love to play Guess
2: the Movie.
1: Uh, I would love to play Wrestling RPG. We should just bring this back, maybe as a Patreon thing.
2: Hey, I, I it was so. I mean, I, all I do is fantasy book wrestling in my head constantly, anyway. So it was like a really good use of my time. And it was I had an original character. and It was not Bobby the Bot at this point. It was the Generator because I loved bad. So this had to be middle school because I loved Bad Religion. So it was the Generator. And his finishing move was the shock
0: drop. Oh, you had much cooler musical taste than I did in middle school. Thank you.
2: I still was also parallel listening to Creed. So it's a real, it's a real mixed bag. Oh, 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 real quick,
0: real quick. (laughs) Uh, Corn. Okay. A I M screen name check in. Oh, God This is gonna get embarrassing.
2: Uh, oof. It's like it's hard to say what I would have been at this point. Definitely my first one. So you had multiples. Oh, of course. Okay. I mean, I started with one, then the, I would rebrand. Like, okay. Also, other
1: question. Yeah. Were you out at this time? At least. No. It, like, did you? Were friends. you? Did you also identify as gay? At this
2: no, time? not outwardly. I know that because I was 11. I didn't really even understand. I didn't understand. I knew that I liked boys, but I didn't. I wasn't like fully. Into the identity At this point I am still probably like Okay what will probably be Is I'll just like, marry a woman And have to like Have sex on the side Cause uh, I Cause
1: I I think like There was like a Definitely a Like uh, A sexual Or I don't know what, what, what I don't know what you would say But like um, A puberty component To me being online Which oh, sounds sure. like It was not the same for you And
2: for you maybe no, my parents scared me out of porn, so I didn't. I never looked at internet porn until like college. Um,
1: scared you out of porn? How did they do that? Uh,
2: my mom claimed that if I looked at porn, they would be able to trace it, and since my mom was a teacher and my dad was a cop, they'd both lose their jobs. <laughs> Wow. So I, I didn't look at porn in my house until like right before I left for college. I bought I had I got a laptop for college and finally I had my own computer and it was like that was like it was the first thing I did.
1: <laughs> the superintendent calls Bobby's mom into the office. Uh so we wanted to talk to you. It's it's no your performance has been great, but your son. But your twelve-year-old
2: male son is looking at internet pornography and now you're fired. Yeah, like, we can't what? trust like, you around children. In in retrospect, it's completely insane. But mom convinced me. She also told uh for the longest time she couldn't go to therapy because if it got out she would lose her job as well and i was and as an adult i'm like this is insane truly insane never mind HIPAA laws but just the fact that like that's not how the world works like nuts but anyway i didn't listen we more. don't
1: we don't we don't have allow any teachers around our children who are going through therapy that's yes
2: why they have to everybody has to be well adjusted to a pristine degree. Totally, I did go into chat rooms and talk and have uh, inappropriate conversations with people, probably, uh, but not at this age. Not okay, yet. so
1: what was your? What was oh, your so dream?
2: first on aim. I think my first one was like, um, I was very into Rocky Horror, and so my first one I think was like Riff Raff forty seven eleven or something.
1: Nice. What was forty seven eleven?
2: Um, it was apparently a clone in the seventies that gay people So maybe I guess I wasn't I wasn't what out the fuck? Think like... Wait, were <laughs> you, like, were at you al- like wait
0: at eleven you yeah. knew getting off About... the back wall. Where like where did you learn
2: this? So I have my friends Nahir Beto who I think you guys may have met, she was in my wedding. Uh, she we were really good friends and we really, we really identified with like Free. We were like, we're freaks. So that was like our whole thing. Like We shopped on Hot Topic. We did all this stuff. Like We were like not like the preppy kids. We were like, you no, know, we're like weirdos. And so we were really into Rocky Horror. We were really into Daria. We were really into like all this stuff. And that's where... And she had an older... She had an aunt who was more like a cousin, like cl- really close in age. And I think she's where we learned a lot of stuff from about like Rocky Horror and about all this stuff. And 4711 was this cologne that like gay people... It was almost sort of like a secret code, right? Of, like like a uh, cruising code. Yeah, but anyway, I think that was my
0: first. I think this podcast is going to be as long as this pay per view. Yes, sorry. we already. are uh, getting the drinks, and only thirty minutes that. of it is going to be uh, talking about wrestling. You this guys, this is look, way more. I think so much about this each other than this pay per view. <laughs>
2: Um, this is what the nation domination is doing though in at this time. Yeah, they're literally vamping
1: and just they're like
2: talking to us. They're they're guessing the movie. You're this going is what down. They're doing. Uh,
0: my only AIM screen name um, was Scottcore2k.
2: <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, yes. I, that yes came yes.
0: from uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's EP "Skacore, the Devil and More," and then the two K was two thousand because I graduated high school in the year two thousand. Wow, that felt wow. great.
1: Uh, mine was Quicksilver, and everybody thought because I was a surfer, uh... and I was like. I don't know what, these, what the fuck's wrong with these guys. My last name's just Silver. <laughs> yeah. Like I was and like, you ran, right? Oh uh yeah. You ran cross country. I ran cross country, I ran track, but was that like, where the quick
2: more of a distance runner. And, um, and I think Silver just... didn't have the ring to it.
1: <laughs> I think like when I was a kid, like because like my last ever I don't know, when your last name is Silver, everybody fucking has a, a joke about it. Um mm. so for I think somebody had called me Quicksilver and like I was big into comics, so I really liked Quicksilver. Mm um I'm, i don't know it was just it, it, it seemed like a cool enough name and that was it and then i went like by like i did quicksilver and at one point i had like quick ag because you know oh yeah. oh. Oh, oh don't get me started on. you're this, gonna figure it out soon audience element. we swear <laughs>
2: um i changed mine i think in high school to rockstar belt we used to call our studded belts rockstar belts and i was like i'm just gonna go by rockstar belt and that was my that's Fair what enough. i stayed with for a while that was my live journal handle Wow. Until I was when the sky opens, and then I seen the body electric, which are both what Twilight Zone episodes.
1: Uh, also, well, I seen the body electric, is also Ray Bradbury.
2: Yeah, but I like the Twilight Zone. Okay. That's where I knew it from because I don't like books?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, okay, well, anyway, I'm at Johnson, I guess. All <laughs> oh, right. We have that to happened. talk about him, right? Um, first, I didn't realize I missed him. I was very happy when he showed up just to, just to know that he was okay.
2: I is he know. okay though? That's what I, that was my takeaway. <laughs> is he, he okay? It's not okay? He starts this promo <laughs> like a country
0: okay. song, like
1: my my girlfriend left me. I lost my car. How like,
2: did he lose his
0: girlfriend?
2: What, I don't under. I was like exactly. I was like, how long were you injured exactly? House
0: and car makes sense to me. You know, you, I've got medical bills. Like then, and, and they they were all all piling up.
1: By the way, this is why we need Medicare for all. Yeah, for, for Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson. Johnson.
0: <laughs> yes but what what happened i i needed more context there i wanted to know
1: i honestly have no idea what's going on also um i didn't know what he sounded like until now cuz it's been months and <laughs> i realized when he talks oh boy it's he's not it's not an easy person to listen to it's not a very it's not a mellifluous voice
2: yeah yeah there's not there's not it's not very
0: melodic i don't know and then the Nation of Domination shows up, like, on a balcony, like they're a Roman emperor or something like that. Honestly,
1: they come out like Roman Reigns when that yeah.
0: when that amazing gif. The,
1: yeah, the big blowjob gif. Amazing.
0: <laughs> um, And then he says, my life was over a long time ago. And at that point, I'm just, what even is going on with you, Ahmed? I just need.
1: He's starting an Evanescence song. I
0: need you to be okay.
2: Yeah, he's definitely not okay, is what I would say. I mean,
1: did you see the fanny pack? I know you love fanny packs. I do love a fanny Now, pack. but at the time, and it was th- that outfit in general, like, the, it was kind of like a Sopranos outfit before there was a Sopranos. I'm sure Vince McMahon thought it was very cool yes. when he came out. Ah, oh yes! Did you notice that, uh, to me, Farouk looked like uh, one of the guys in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? Like,. Totally. Yeah, the one who wears the beret, not Jim Brown, I think.
0: Don't. Rem- it's been a while. Yeah, it has been
1: a while. I have the. I have the guy's face in my mind. I don't know. That was it for me. I don't. This fucking promo sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> Made no bizarre. Sense.
0: And then the "You're Going Down" chant that probably he was. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna wear my all blue tracksuit. I'm going to gonna talk about my trials and tribulations, and then I'm going to get the whole crowd behind me to start chanting, you're going down. And they did it. Yeah, God bless that audience. That crowd chanted, you're going down.
2: But coming off of those first two matches, I'm sure they're like, can we please care about something? Can we <laughs> care about something? Because it's not going to be Luke Cassidy and Flash Funk. It's not going to be this two-heel tag team insane match that makes no sense. They're like, finally, something to care about, sure. But even... Yeah. If- still this is
1: also the same crowd that probably made bath salts in florida thing because like they just were like yeah feed it to us whatever you whatever you got we'll follow
0: along (laughs) well at at least what comes next i think was a great match so triple h versus mark marrow at first bobby can you explain what triple h's plan was here oh so apparently they're rewriting history to be
2: that he got Mr. Perfect to like convince Mark Marrow to get to give to give Triple H an Intercontinental Title shot and then turn his back on him and cost him the title. Is that what you're? Yeah. 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 Was this not the case? I don't. Well, the thing is, Mr. Perfect is gone now, so I think there was a different plan that was written that they didn't get to follow through on. So they're trying to like make it work because he got left the company. Got it. So I think there was a different plan, and they were like, oh, it was a switcheroo all along!
0: <laughs> yeah, he was a master planner. Well, two things about this. First, uh, I get, if this is the case, then yes, this is some cerebral assassination that is not requiring just hit him with a sledgehammer. Um, and the second this doesn't even crack the top 10 of the most convoluted plans of the attitude era. Oh my God. No,
2: my, not even the top 25.
0: I mean, I think I know what number one is. Cause I've
1: seen the video, the, the, the YouTube clip, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. They're, they're just like, re, like the plans, the best laid plans. It's not
2: even in the top 10 triple H plans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest.
2: I just think it's, it's insane to see triple H at this size. Yes. Where he surely looks like a child version, like like an unevolved. He's at he's double H he right looks now. Like an He'll unavolved- get that triple H. An unevolved Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminds me of.
1: Um, I love that that promo was. It sounded like it was set to Enigma.
0: For Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the Intercontinental title means more than a blue-chip stock in his rather impressive portfolio. It symbolizes the one thing he cannot buy, membership in the most elite of all clubs, the athletic aristocracy of the World Wrestling Federation.
1: Like, it was like, um, uh, Return to s- Innocence? Sad, no, Sadness uh, Part 1, you know, like, Oh, dine do, 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 do. Like that, that fucking <laughs> the, the porn entire music.
0: podcast is now just going to be Eric recreating this Enigma song. Oh, <laughs> like it's weird. Uh, nope, nope.
1: Keep going. <laughs> um, no, nope, if, if you watch nope, the movie Exit to going. Eden, it's in, it shows up in there. It's also in Pure Moods. So I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, do, do, Exit do, to do. Eden, Rosie O'Donnell showing some skin. Actually, yeah, they. <laughs> They uh, they focus more on uh, the redhead, who's not Rosie. But
0: though. we were
2: all there for Rosie.
0: Yeah, that's why I tuned in. <laughs> Big not my, HBO. Not
2: my favorite Rosetta movie, which is what another Stakeout. Let's keep it moving. Everybody.
0: <laughs> better wait. Better than a League of Their Own.
2: Oh, no, never mind. League of Their Own is the best one. Okay. Clearly, No, sure. sorry.
0: You already answered. <laughs> you love
2: but it. I a... think, I'll take a League of Their Own. You no, know, I don't consider I... League of Their Own to be a Rosie O'Donnell film, even though she's in it. She's not really the star. What about riding the bus with As my supposed... sister? Oh, my God, that one. If you think, <laughs> I believe at on one point I owned the DVD of that. What? Why? Yeah, because it was so incredibly bad that I was like, I have to watch this literally once a week. <laughs> and co- that was like, I was in college for that, and I was like, I cannot be high enough to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, did Sable used
1: to be with
2: with uh, Hunter Hearst Helms. So, Sable is Mark Marrow's wife, IRL. And so, when he signed with the company... Wait, Sable was, was her wife? Mark Marrow's wife, wife, real life. Really? Before they debuted on television. What? So, she wasn't in wrestling, had no des- designs to be on TV. They signed Mark Marrow from WCW. Mark Marrow shows up and his wife comes with him to the contract signing. And Vince McMahon is like, Holy shit, why are you not on television? You are the hottest woman I've ever seen. Like, you should be. in— Have you thought about leather? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Truly. And she had. No, she wasn't. Step in my nuts for a second. (laughs) God. But she wasn't trying to be on TV or be a wrestler or anything so she got swept up in this and she was introduced at wrestlemania at 12 which were sort of those WrestleMania right before we started this podcast okay. so before that king of the ring mark Merrow makes his debut hunter hearst helmsley had a gimmick at the time where he would be escorted to the ring by a different valet every time a different beautiful woman and he was very he was very nasty to them and treated them badly and disrespectful and so one of those women was sable at wrestlemania and it was arranged like it was a work that he was with Sable, and he disrespected her, and she slapped him, and Mark Merrow, like, like was chivalrous and saved her from this brute. I see. So that's sort of, like, the storyline that brings that all together. I see. So she okay. was with Triple H for, like, a night, not, like, for, like, a one appearance. It wasn't, well, like, a long-term Clearly, thing. he was
1: very possessive of her. Indeed. When I when we talk about the whole Mr. Perfect thing, and when they, sh- when they were showing all of that stuff— my my one comment was wow a lot happened this past month because i have no <laughs> idea i was like well, there was a lot of twists and turns Did, was this literally all like it, it must not have been in, in in raws right no no this was it literally was it showing was, you from
2: back this was like the full span of their big uh, feud that and, and stretched back to wrestlemania previous so this is december it stretches yeah. back to like march or april so or the
0: whatever. mr perfect stuff must have happened like that this past was month. recently yeah we saw but we saw part, part, of part of that on one of the paper
2: yeah plays two months ago
0: yeah it's not survivor series but um whatever that in your house was leading up to it yeah this has been playing out for a while
1: um i also have a note that said this is so much pyro it was a lot of pyro
2: oh my god eric you have no idea what you're in for the amount of pyro that we get into in the attitude era is like it's a true shock and awe campaign
1: do you think that there are roadies from the attitude era who are just like missing fingers
2: yes (laughs) for sure a million percent i think so they were like shooting off bombs and sh- they were insane <laughs> the things that they did they like use they like used
1: two hands to do like uh like you know numbers that uh, i'll that, once I'll,
0: I'll cut that, that, that once sense, vince uh, found out that you could spell things in fireworks he's like,
1: oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. oh funky <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> try this
0: ball gag on what <laughs> uh, how does it look sable <laughs> um but yeah but like the stuff with them was really good i liked a lot of the the work that they were doing yeah. outside of the ring um not great camera angles during this match no it was pretty terrible there was a lot of missing shit um loved the stuff with the ref was that was this earl hebner i can't remember now who it was
2: right. i know jimmy cordaris was a ref throughout a lot of this but i think this was earl hebner during this yeah
0: and and just when when earl hebner wasn't gonna take any more triple h's shit i would I felt it. It was fun. Yeah, put uh, backed him up into the corner there. there yeah, like that. He was. There was a good fast-paced beginning. I
2: thought. Yeah, I thought Triple H was doing some good classic heel stuff. The cow, you know hiding behind sable, doing all of, like there was a lot of like classic heel stuff, uh, which was good. Triple H at this point though, it's just like, crazy. It's just so hard for me to look at these in isolation and not just be like, wow, I can't believe how much he like grew and like physically grew. Yeah. <laughs> but also like grew as a performer because his move set like in this is like pretty basic and he's kind of boring like move set wise sure. at this point
1: there's uh did you notice by the way he had new music
2: yes this is the oh to joy right? yeah,
1: yeah uh which i was like oh i, I kind of like this way. it's much better i'm sure i will love it when motor when motorhead
2: takes over
0: i uh i would have preferred if they did the joyful joyful from sister act two but
2: first of all i would always prefer that i didn't give a moment my favorite
0: Whoopi Goldberg movie. Hey, <laughs> wait! Your favorite is *Star Trek* two. Wait, come on, Ghost.
2: Oh, I guess. I mean, all right, fine. See, we're gonna. Like, get you know get it every what? Time. I I gotta stop doing hot takes. <laughs> yeah. but my two, favorite. My the favorite the Whoopi one. Goldberg
1: movie is all of her appearances as Guinan on *Star Trek: The Next Generation*. Agree <laughs> like on that. <laughs> um, by the way, there was a there was a comment that they made that it was I think it was like probably JR or something where they're like saying these guys know each other very well. And I was just like, they just kept saying, and I was like, it's such a weird. Like, I, they were like, as wrestlers, as wrestlers, I'm like, I bet they give each other like really good, like you know, Secret Santa gifts. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't give each other like bullshit. Yeah. Like, listen, I know you, I know you're a big reader.
0: <laughs> oh, there was one one spot. Um, Mero did, I, I want to say Hurricane Karana hmm. to Triple H off the top. That was a little scary looking. So like it, the. The skill level right now with the moves that they're trying to do definitely makes a little like like yeah yeah. like i guess i know that they're gonna make it out of these okay but there's definitely still a little bit of tension off of that there was one
1: where they talked about they refer to something as a head scissors counter is that a thing
0: i mean that is a thing
1: okay because to me it looked like a huracarana but maybe i'm wrong
2: head scissors and her karana i feel like i if, head scissors her karana and frankensteiner are three things that can sometimes be blurred right. especially Frankensteiner, her karana head scissors typically isn't going to be when you see a her karana they're going to like jump up almost like they're going to receive a power bomb and then do then they, the flippy, back, flippy, and flippy. they flip them with that that tends to be more of a her karana a head scissor would be more of like a put their head between your ankles you're almost more sideways and turn them over i see that's typically more of a head scissors i would think um, but a lot of these, I feel like the rules are not hard and fast. And
0: then Goldust shows up. Oh, God. Another oh. screwy
2: finish. Another like weird I... run-in. Another weird... That's what... Like, another one, I'm like, what are we doing? This felt is... like a... That's why it makes it
0: feel like a TV match. Is Goldust on his way to a face turn? Yep. Okay. Yes. And also,
2: this is like... Uh, they're always trying... They, they were spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to play Goldust as not... He was... Uh, he was androgynous. He wasn't gay. Right. He was androgynous, and I think the more pushback they got, and the further they went, they eventually had to start being like, "No, he's heterosexual, and he's with Marlena." Mm-hmm. And so I think like this is when they're starting to get more into that part aspect of the character.
1: Um, yeah, I I had terrible ending. I also thought there was a there was like too much of the ref stuff. Like the ref was like too I like, the ref, stuff, I like I, the ref stuff. I like the ref stuff. I didn't. But mm. but to
2: have a a de- uh, count out. On a pay-per-view,
0: which is like there was one point where the ref, where Triple H, it was after Triple H was had the confrontation with I want to say Earl, Earl Hebner, and then he gets up on the middle rope, and the ref started counting. Is that something you're not allowed to do? Hmm. Without the other, without making contact with, yeah, no, that I have no idea. Yeah. No all right, idea. we're all playing Armageddon. But then, that- <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I thought it was mostly fun. Yeah. Um,
1: did in, you inconsequential? Did you catch the Jeffersons joke, the very timely Jeffersons joke that <laughs> Jerry Lawler made? I did. I didn't. About Helmsley, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Was it a moving on up? He moved on up. Some basically something like that. He was he was doing a, a very A to B on uh, Sherman Helmsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I'm like, first Wolf. of all, what decade are we in? Like, like this is how how when was the Jeffersons like the 70s? Yeah.
0: 70s maybe early 80s maybe
1: early 80s like
0: probably towards the end
1: jerry jerry lawler probably now would make a a jefferson's joke 1000%. everybody got it thousand percent
0: 1975 to 1985 damn that was a
1: long run for the jeffersons you know what it might be time for me to catch up with the jeffersons (laughs) binge 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 i've been watching all that shit i watched all of nash i watched all of cheers really yeah Mash is pretty good.
2: I used to love Mash as a kid, as a very little kid, but I was too young to like understand it. But I used like, to watch them all the time, and I used to learn. I learned how to play the theme song on my Muppet Baby's keyboard when I was five. <laughs> I
1: used to, I used to like Mash as a kid, and I had some toys of Mash toys, like you know, <laughs> everybody collect the collect the army doctors who who regret being in war. Like, yeah, I was
2: I had Did a bunch, you of, had a bunch the, of ER action you figures. Had the ho-
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Like, no
2: Wiley. The one who jumps in front of the
1: train. Um, Yeah, no, I had those toys. And then, like, as as I grew older, every time MASH came on, I was like, this is depressing. I don't want this shit. And now I watch it. I'm like, oh, it's all really good. I mean, you know, there are a lot of bad parts, but
0: this has been MASH. (laughs) MASH cast. Armageddon rules. Uh, So then we come to Undertaker versus the Executioner in the armageddon rules match can we talk about sid's promo right before that was this, no his promo was after that wasn't it no it was before
1: so sid Psycho sid you know whatever the the promo with like the where they they show the fight that happens outside i don't care about any of that what i really care about is the fact that like uh and i and I, this happens in previous pay-per-views but it's really stark here it feels like Psycho Sid is playing a prank on us when he's just, like, talking really loud, and then he gets really quiet. And so you think that you have, like, a hearing problem, and he that's how he, like, does half of that promo. And well, I don't know if it was, like, Well, Michael. Eric, I don't
2: know if you... He's not well. He's not well in the head. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about Sid. He's, he's not well. Oh, he's psycho <laughs> as a prankster.
1: I loved this match.
2: Yeah, it was... First of all, I mean... In a vacuum, Dave Meltzer style, it was a terrible match. <laughs> it's it not even really a match. As but fuck. I could
1: not
0: wait I to see what edutamed. happened next.
1: It was like it was like the, when the executioner
2: couldn't bump a back body oh drop. God. It was <laughs> shocking. Undertaker gave him a back body drop and he took the bump wrong. I was like, <laughs> this is shocking.
1: It was like when you come home and you're starving and you're like, what's in the refrigerator? And you're just like, well, I'll take whatever hasn't turned and I'll put it in a pot. Looks like it's going to be a mustard cherry salad. Like there is, first of all, uh, I will say a great Pet and recap. Oh my God. One of the best. Honestly, I agree. Poetry. Yeah. Um, also, they had to write the rules. I don't know if you guys ever watched Attack on Titan. But like the rules for Armageddon matches are very similar to all the rules that they show for, for Attack on Titan where they're like, and also, by the way, this other thing happens. Oh, no, not, not Attack on Titan. Uh, Death Note, where oh, they're yeah. like, there's oh. a new rule <laughs> for Death Note. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Because like, I think the only rules on Attack
0: on Titan is you will be eaten by a Titan. That's part of it, yes.
1: They know. And on Attack on Titan, I think they just show like different maps every time. But yeah, in Death Note, they keep showing new rules um it is <laughs> new rule. rule new rule new rule um
0: it was how so did that confusing. enigma song go again <sighs> <D-moi. laughs> do, 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 do. um things i still love when undertaker goes over the ropes and lands on his feet yeah yeah
2: um i love i love i mean i love the undertaker truly and this is like getting to be like prime undertaker and it's so fucking exciting to watch mankind botched his own entrance <laughs> He ran in, he tripped over the <laughs> the, 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 the paddock. That, that well, yeah. like, he, a... he went after Undertaker's knee, and it's like, did he? <laughs> those are a nuisance. That's like, is did um, Titus O'Neil go after the knee of the ring apron on him <laughs> The Royal Rumble? Because that's what it looked like. Can I also, let's just
1: back up for a second, because going into this, if you were to tell me, Undertaker's in this pay-per-view. I'd be like, "Oh man, who is he going to wrestle? Who's who is he booked against? Is it Mankind? No. Is it Oh my god, is it is it Shawn Michaels? No, even better. It's The Executioner. You know, The Executioner, which by the way, it like it seems like they have very competing, like they're both in the death industry. <laughs> I
2: feel like
1: I feel like there is room for the mortician. some synergy. Yeah, there's yeah. a
2: symbiotic relationship they could be having. One is the executioner, then one is the undertaker. You knock but... him down, <laughs> I bury him.
0: And the mortician will make him pretty. It's insane. Well, I mean, and and then Paul Bearer, did we ever learn his reasoning for turning on the undertaker? No.
2: Um, but there will be some backfail story that is so...
0: Good and then we'll
1: be back. Sorry,
0: <laughs> you only allowed to sing Enigma. Ah, oh. yeah, too soon. Fair enough. I've been in a real maroon five movie yeah,
2: too soon, feeling
1: maroon.
0: Um, but yeah, I know, I know, I definitely, again, my my. My uh, psychic powers were, were on tonight. Went, definitely wrote down, someone needs to go through that window. And before I even finish the W on there. So they, they did. They did it. That it was, was pretty great. cool.
2: They put Mankind in a straitjacket. That was awesome. The mace was awesome. They were like totally insane. Like not real, but still great that they're doing it. Yes. Um, all of that was so good. And it's like the blow off of this feud of like having the Undertaker be screwed so many times. And then having this where he has to just like run completely roughshod and like mankind in a straight and he could just beat the shit out of him was like so gratifying. There are no rules! There are no rules! We only saw like three of the matches and it's like we just didn't see the Raws we didn't watch like anything in between but even just like seeing the build from the pay-per-views we
0: watched was like so immensely gratifying. What did you think of the two minute shot of the staircase? Oh my god. The fucking staircase. The Undertaker and the Executioner went outside and then all the it, We can't just get our cameras out there. People running. When the Undertaker, when
2: X J went into that water, <laughs> he just like rolled. It was like watching that um, old Simpsons clip where Homer is like falling down the cliff and hitting uh-huh. his head, and he just keeps doing it. Oh, it just lasts forever. That's what it felt like. However, the payoff, the best to me, like that made this everything that we saw worth it, was when Undertaker picks him up from a tombstone, and the, dump, the, the water dripped from the boot. I was like. That is amazing. I loved that it. It wasn't planned, and that felt so good to I watch. I loved watching
1: that water drip from yes. the booth. I really liked it. I didn't it.
2: even really – it's such an insane thing that would not even happen like – that they wouldn't even try anything remotely this Stupid today because it's so dumb. But, like, it was just so awesome. <laughs> like, I, I, this was a terrible match, and I loved every stinking second of it. There was a
1: point where it was when Mankind had gone through the window – Where, at one point, Paul Bearer is like, walked past in the foreground just going, And I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? This is is literally chaos. It is full on, like, it it is fittingly Armageddon rules.
0: The only dumb thing that I didn't love about this match, so the, the Armageddon rules stipulation says that after the pin you have to be down for a 10 count yeah. in order for, for it to be over. So I was expecting... It's It was Chekhov's pin. So I was expecting at least one time where somebody would get the pin and make it up before the ten. Like typically typical, like how we would see a last man standing player yeah. today. Where they, think, they exactly.
1: play with the fact that, like, but they were like, listen, we're done. We just went outside. We don't know what we're doing. So if
0: you're going to do that, I say you throw through more rules into the Armageddon rules match. Like <laughs> you're allowed to bring in an alligator. You need to have at least four horsemen. Like you need to... um, <laughs> touch all four posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you uh... no. no, no. You yeah, don't, you to, you run don't run want you don't want to follow no, through on that. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, I by the way,
1: mankind getting taunted by the whole audience, the whole crowd in a straight jacket was like a nightmare. Like he's just like, Ehh! and everyone's just like, ha, ha, ha,
2: and trying to touch him. So fucking like, good. He's a ge- he is
0: a genius. Jesus Christ. He is a fucking genius. Eric, it's almost like he's the real puzzle that needs to be solved. <laughs> is it? Yeah. He <laughs> Get is, out, everybody. Listen, he's the
1: 3D. <laughs> he's the 3D puzzle, the real deal. Uh,
0: it was great.
2: I loved it. And then, eh. Yeah. I mean, there's some interesting stuff happening in this main event. We're, like, in the midst of a Bret Hart, one of the most... Beloved baby faces of all time, um, like a very like a John Cena esque passing a sun, sungla- putting the sunglasses on kids in the crowd, all this kind. of... He's in the midst now of a heel turn transformation. Oh, is that what's, ha- what's happening? Yeah. Okay. So this is
0: sort of like the beginning of him being like frustrated and mad. Well, because that's because that's the thing. So we've got Psycho Sid, who we saw last month getting as big a pop as Shawn fucking Michaels, to this month now zero energy with with a match between him and one of the most transcendent superstars of all time. So the
2: thing about last month, the Survivor Series, like New York crowds, Madison Square Garden crowds are particularly shitty. Like they're the way we see like um, UK crowds now where they they purposely cheer the heel instead of the face. They're Mm. disruptive. They do all this stuff. And a lot of that is what we saw with Sid and Shawn Michaels was like, Shawn Michaels was the baby face. We were supposed to boost Sid and love Shawn. We were supposed to be mad when Sid attacks a 90-year-old man with a camera and then said they cheered for it. They did all the opposite things they're supposed to do. So I wasn't surprised to see, like, Sid not come into this on, like, a wave of babyface like, love. But the Bret Hart-Shawn Michaels dynamic is so weird and... Meanwhile, like,
0: Shawn Michaels there doing his best cross-promotion for the final season of Renegade on USA. <laughs> oh, man. That he... Do you remember
2: like, those shitty USA shows as a child I was tricked into watching because of <laughs> wrestling? I was like, cool! Shawn Michaels is gonna be on Renegade or whatever? I would watch every fucking, like, the equivalent of Randy Orton on Shooter on USA. <laughs> I would fucking watch every fucking episode that, like, a wrestler appeared on, and they were all utter, complete oh. trash. Did he grow yeah.
1: out his, his beard for Renegade? It must have, right? Because he had, like, a real... Well, like, I don't think he was
0: actually on Renegade. I was just saying that he was dressed like a because okay, I thought I missed that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it made me
2: think of all of these things. Like all of them have there so much cross process. What was
0: what was the one with uh Don Johnson and Chief Nash Merit? Bridges. Yeah. I feel like that had a lot of wrestlers on
2: I feel like Lita showed up on alias once I mean like I would watch anything a wrestler appeared on when I was like so into wrestling like I would watch when anything. you were so into wrestling Bobby. I know but when I was like a, when I was a mark like when I was fully I would watch anything a wrestler appeared on that's insane because
1: I feel like that would that that was something I was immediately like nope don't want this <laughs> definitely don't
0: want this. So we definitely saw Brett's frustration mount in this year, and I think that that was, like, the major story turn at this point. And pretty good
2: storytelling with it, with both the interrupting the promo before the match with, like, his music. That was very—I thought that was, like, really
0: well-done storytelling. Um, We had him unlacing the turnbuckle this time around. We had the shit with the chair. Yes. Oh. Well, first of all, I I,
1: I noted that— Brett had glasses on like on his forehead for the promo that had been signed. So I'm like, does he can he see through those glasses with all of the writing on them? Like I think he had like prepared the glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Cause that that was like a thing he did every time. Like would he'd always like give the glasses to a kid in the crowd. And it used to be when he was at the biggest baby face, that would be like a moment they would like focus in on. And they would like watch him like hand them over and the kid would put them on, they'd hug, and it was like a whole thing.
1: Um he we talked he about this like we talked about this
2: before we started recording but like he's such
1: a boring fucking baby i
0: place. never liked bret hart ever even i, I love ideas. yeah big. i did when when i was when i was young i always no, liked like sexy boy i always wanted to well i'm talking even before the like 1990 bret hart like, yeah
2: that i wasn't into
0: wrestling as much
2: then gotcha i was too young you guys were too old that <laughs> far. i was five we'll, we'll meet in the middle bobby <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He just, he's just so fucking like, it's literally like, like watching. It's like, it's like if an accountant was like, well now time to, uh, I will, let me walk you through my wrestling match. Uh, I'm very, very, uh, he's excited just, he's this. just one of
0: the most humorless people. Yeah. It yeah. Seems like. And probably no, and and like is, in real life.
2: That's true. I think I, I agree. I, and I read a lot of like, um, there's a website that does like excerpts from a lot of wrestling biographies and memoirs and stuff. And so I've like read a lot about like Bret Hart behind the scenes, and that's true. He seems utterly, utterly, utterly humorless. Cool.
0: Uh, we had a Stone Cold Steve Austin run in again, again. and then yeah. I didn't realize this. He did a dark match after this, which makes it. I mean, at this point, oh, he's blowing
2: up and one of the biggest people in the company. So like, of course. They're going to want to, like, have, they can't have a pay-per-view without him.
1: I feel like they just load, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin into a catapult <laughs> at the beginning of every match, and like, how's this going? Let's, let's, let's shoot him in. Let's get it in.
2: And also, keep in mind this whole pay-per-view and why, especially this main event, Vader was supposed to be right, in this main event. Like, that's the whole thing, is, like, there, it was always supposed to go the same way, like, Sean Michaels, like there's always it was always supposed to, it was scripted to be involve um, Sean Michaels in the same way it's gonna involve Shawn Michaels going forward, but it wasn't supposed to be. Sid, it was supposed to be Vader. Yeah. Um, so I think that also contributes to why some of this feels less like gratifying and doesn't make sense and doesn't get the reactions as strongly as you want. But at the same time, I was like, I could have never watched this pay per view and I wouldn't have missed anything.
1: <sighs> that ending, I mean, like I mean, like okay, kind of cool that like Brett Michaels, the horse-break Kid. Uh Wait, gets knocked onto his own chair. Brett Michaels, lead singer? <laughs> Brett Michaels <laughs> Fuck. Shawn Michaels <laughs> Brett Michaels' brother. Shawn Michaels, <laughs> the horse break kid. Uh gets knocked onto his own chair. But I, I, I guess so that was the whole point of Shawn Michaels being like, There's your there's your guy with principles wanting to take a
0: chair. Look at him. Okay. Yeah.
1: That makes more sense now. And that's gonna pay off
0: a lot over the next like nine, ten months of wrestling, so yeah. in a good way. Yeah, okay, yeah. in cool. the best way.
2: We get into some really—I mean, like—AJ is ridiculous and does have terribly offensive and horrible things, but it also has some of the most like indelible historic wrestling storylines to ever be done. Like they—they do, they threw a lot of shit at the fan, and a lot of it ended up just being shit, and some of it ended up being absolute brilliance. It's almost like we should do a podcast about
0: it. <laughs> Save it for the
2: pod. <laughs>
0: For years, WWE hosted a yearly award show called the Slammy Awards, and we end each episode of Hell in a Cell Phone with our own version of the Slammies in a segment we call For Your Reconsideration. Anybody dying to go today? I'll jump in on this one. Right. Uh, this, is like, cause this is the
2: first seven episodes in the first one I remember to think of ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> so my Slammy Award for most likely future Bobby Summer Luke is jerry the king lawler's epaulette blazer over his hairy nipples cool. with no shirt underneath <laughs> that is high problem because i feel the last reviews he's been wrestling on so he's had his singlet underneath yeah. and this is the first one where he was just essentially going commando under that blazer and i was into it not into it sexually attracted to him but i was like oh i can rock that look um first of all you need a caesar when you wear uh, it sorry that, little-
1: that's the
0: rules I don't know if I can commit to that. Any listeners out there, we're going to go see Lizzo on May 12th. If you could get Bobby an epauletted blazer by then, we would. We'll we'll do something. I won't even wear a
2: crop top underneath that. I'll just wear that blazer with nothing underneath, honey. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So mine is I'm
1: giving the Number Wang award to Vince McMahon for Armageddon rules because I don't know. What does any of it mean? (laughs) What is. What is the match? Does it does
2: it take place in a in a ring? Does it take place outside of the ring? Why didn't they go to another state? Also, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Not to interrupt your Slammy, because we didn't talk. About, I forgot to mention this before. During that match, they called the water he was in a moat. was. I'm sorry. I was gonna. I just want to go back and be like. First of all, I have so many questions. One, why does this arena have a moat? Two, even if it's let's just say it's not a moat. What is it? Are we on an island? Where is... Did you cross a bridge what? to get there? I mean... What are we like mean, a did you, did you see
0: that arena? Like, that is the most Florida that's, thing that what? I've ever seen. What? I swear to God, it was like some Men in Black shit where a UFO crashed into um into a Palm Glade and they are just like, well, I guess we're gonna build a gym inside.
1: I was gonna say it was like um in, like, the Super Friends where the Legion of
2: Doom comes, like, the thing comes out of the <laughs> swamp. <laughs> Maybe that's in the Everglades. We don't what know. What the fuck? I was like, what is? This? Why is there water? Because it wasn't a fountain. It was like, so, what? They're like, it's a moat. And I'm like, I'm sorry. By the way, you remind me. Do you know who the executioner is? Yeah, Terry Gordy. He was like a wrestler from the... Uh, Fabulous Freebirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck, man. Yeah. Okay. And he was like way past his prime. And that's why he was so bad. Because he yeah, was like well, getting... It would be like if they put... Um, let's see. Not, uh, Jeff Jarrett if they, like, as the executioner or whatever
0: now. <laughs>
1: Hall of Famer Terry Gordy. I, I want to get some credit for the research I did for um, that
0: one question I had. I'll give you all the credit, Cry all the you. credit in the world. Yeah, that fucking arena, I looked it up and today it's now like a mega Starbucks. church. Oh. Which is, I mean, Basically like, again, just, does it
1: still have the moat? I just so. the
0: most Florida ever. And that goes along with my slammy. I want to give the Observe and Report Award to those security guards in there during the Armageddon Rules match who I'm pretty sure were actually convinced that this was real. I think that that was real mace. I think that that was a real straitjacket that they carry around with them at all times because you never know what's going to happen in Florida. One
1: guy had parachute pants, and that made me think wrestler.
2: That's a wrestler. But here's the thing. It's Armageddon rules, no rules. Why is there security at all? is Mankind being restrained? Why do they, they hunted? Hunted? a straight yeah, what jacket? What are they doing? Why were they prepared for this? You know, it's not like typical security, like, related, like, okay, I have a taser, I have a billy club, I have a straight jacket. Like, Breaking why? case of mankind. They have a, they have a
1: mankind
0: case. <laughs> in the book of revelations it said, and I opened the sixth seal and the seven security guards did trample out onto the concourse with straight jacket and mason hands. It's in the Bible.
1: <laughs> By the way, I really hope that at this mega church they have everybody Roll into the moat as their <laughs> baptism.
2: That's how they learn about Armageddon. It's actually that's the point of the mega church. They're at Armageddon cult. They're like Armageddon rules started here. here. and the beast came out, and he said, "Have
1: a nice day."
2: Armageddon will come again. We must prepare. By the way,
1: the rules for our own Armageddon is after a three count, they count to ten to see if we can take any more. Of it's this. really
2: honestly, it's just a thirteen count, you guys. <laughs> It's a 13 13 count count. with a bit of a rest.
0: (laughs) Love us? Disagree? Want to put us in the sharpshooter? Let us know. Email us at helenacellphone at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at helenacellpod or each of us individually. Eric at Prime Silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at Slow Pass. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're still with us after this one, we'll see you again at the 1997 Royal Rumble.
1: Who Ooh. wants to take the over-under on whether or not we matched the, uh, the pay-per-view length?
0: I mean, it, I think there's, there's a lot that we could... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, there was a, a food order, so yes. Extended pauses. <laughs> we'll see. Eric, I, I want you to take a hacksaw on this one. <laughs> <laughs>